WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And a happy new year to all. Welcome to Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of November 6th and 7th. We all know in the parallel universe of Rack and Fin Radio when the season opens or reopens, indeed, calls for a new year celebration. Statewide small game opener today. It's been so diluted like the deer season. Remember, both season, oh, we had opening day and then shock. Oh, we had the opening day. Then even the muzzle, we had that. And that's been with all these seasons, whatever. Uh, gray squirrels, been out. I love my bushy tails. Cottontail season's been open. But always the anticipation, the adrenaline rush from the quail and ringneck stockings. That's going to continue through, looks like December 30th this year. All your stocking information is in the digest, page 55. Also on page 56, there's actual, actually a quail and pheasant stocking map where these birds are released. We have, had Dave Golden, Director of Fish and Wildlife, on Rack and Fin last week, talking about the stocking, talking about the form. These birds are gorgeous. Some of these, some of these bob whites, I've seen them, they're the size of chuckers almost. Mary, mother of God, it's going to be some great times in there. We always hunt the afternoons. One, because we don't have a dog. And two, because... I think the crowds are probably cut by two-thirds by 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, we bust the brush, my lovely Dee Marie. We, we kick around. We had a bird, too, here and there. More of a quality experience without the crowds. Not as many birds, naturally. Now, if you get to go Tuesday or Thursday, numbers in the morning are halved easily. And then by 11 o'clock, you got the place to yourself. If you have if you have the services of a good bird dog, you are going to get your ring necks and you are going to get your bowels. Hey, man, let's go down. The Dirty Dozen, the Rack and Fin Radio. When it comes to the quail, let's go with the pheasant first, then we'll get to the quail and the bobwhite areas. Stocking this week now, for this Tuesday and Thursday, and next Saturday, these are the numbers for the ringnecks. Kyers Mills, 200, 200, and 300. Howardsville, again, Tuesday, Thursday, and next Saturday. Howardsville, 50, 50, and 70. Sorry, boys and girls, on that one. Boy, I still get heat. Shout out to Skip Deckman. I still get heat publicizing that place. Manahawkins, same thing, 50, 50, and 70. Medford, 80, 80, 130. The Fords, Stafford Fords. They just put some new fields out in there. Well, made new fields, I should say. Constructed new fields, I should say. 160, 160, and 240. Now, down here in the Southlands at Dix, we have 130, 130, and 190. Glassboro, otherwise known as Glassboro, 100, 100, and 150. Millville, that's the big one, man. 340, 340, and 510. Port Republic, gotta love the port. Small but mighty, like Nantucket. We have 50, 50, and 70. Tuckahoe, 110, 110, 160. Nantucket, 110, 110, 170. And Mad Horse, way down there, 90, 90, and 140. For the Bob Whites, now remember, Peasley and Greenwood, only wildlife management areas they can be hunted. It's going to be 280 each for the 9th and 11th, uh, 280, 280 on the 9th, 260, 260 on the 11th, and 400 and 400 on the 13th. Again, a happy new year. Make sure you have your pheasant quail stamp signed. Oh, yeah, the COs, they'll give you a ticket for that. Hey, man, we have a really jam show coming up. The results of the election last week. Joining us will be Ed Markowski, NGOA. Very bad news. Okay, you know me. Can't stand Democrats. So we picked up seats here and there. Again, the one in a trillion chance Jack and Diane could pull it out. But as much as I was at variance, severe variance with a social and union issue, whatever, losing President Steve Sweeney, Senate President, I should say, Steve Sweeney, is could be a near fatal blow. Not so much fishing, that's down the road with these antis, but hunting and trapping. 
He prevented so many bills, anti-bills, again, sponsored by Democrats. Talk about Berzicelli and Motto. They were friends of the sport. Okay. But sponsored by Democrats. Prevent- some of these things are so freaking off the wall. That'll tell you about them. From getting to the governor's desk and Murphy, we know that carpetbagger, his wife's on some big anti-hunting group. He is so anti-hunting across the board. Across the board. Wants it eliminated, in my opinion. Wait for him to sign. These antis are going to have a field day. Got to right the ship here because it is sinking. That's in our next segment. And Mark Haskell, grab that cup, grab that red. We'll be right back. Rack and Finn Radio. Sweeney's gone. Woof. This is going to... Congratulations to the guy who beat him. A truck driver from like, Swedesboro, Adore. Congratulations, Ed. I mean, you, the, you talk about the cliche of the, the David and Goliath deal. But dark black times are ahead for the sportsmen and sportswomen of New Jersey. Grab that cup, grab that red. We'll be right back. Rack and Finn Radio. Chicken Little, I am. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. This is Harry Hurley for the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. During times of uncertainty, the need in general is never greater. Such is the case at the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. The Atlantic City Rescue Mission is in the job of both changing and saving lives. They serve meals seven days a week. Breakfast is at 7 a.m., dinner is at 5 p.m. They practice social distancing, temperature scans, and extra disinfecting cleaning measures. They have an emergency plan in place, and they are a certified DCA emergency shelter. The Atlantic City Rescue Mission is in contact with all state, county, and local health and emergency management services. The Atlantic City Rescue Mission has an immediate emergency need for monetary donations. You can help by going to their website at acrescuemission.org. That's acrescuemission.org. Dan Brown is an incredibly hardworking staff or on the job 24-7, as they always have been. This is Harry Hurley for the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. At Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries, we know your favorite spot might be curled up in a comfortable chair or relaxing with your feet up on the ottoman or even spread out on the spacious sectional. That's why we've redesigned comfort. Find your favorite spot in the style that best fits you. It's the Veterans Day sale at Lazy Boy. For a limited time, get 30% off everything in the store, plus special financing available. Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Live life comfortably. Exclusions apply. Minimum monthly payments required with approved credit. See store for details. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's the end of the world as we know it. Kudos to Sipe and the crew at REM. Great song. Not more telling than this past election. I know, I know. Republicans did well. Sweat picked up some seats. Senate and Assembly. However, one huge fatality. The defeat of State Senator Steve Sweeney, also the Senate president. An unknown head. Congratulations. Edur Dower, however you pronounce it out there, in Swedesboro. Beat the senator who just wasn't paying attention, obviously. And then did some did some pretty ugly things with Vince Palestine and not signing, you know, swearing him in that type thing. You know, petty politics, which I thought Sweeney was above that. Evidently, you get down to the roots. It is not. A politician is a politician. However, the lame duck Senate president has been a yeoman for fishing, hunting, and trapping rights in the Garden State. And this defeat is absolutely horrific when it comes to 
I'm not being a chicken little here, people. The future of hunting, fishing, trapping in New Jersey. Now, some names I'm hearing, and also firearms owners. Okay, Sweetie was a master, divide and conquer. You know, I don't hunt, but I have firearms. I don't have handguns, but I hunt that type thing. He's a politician. He was a master at it. Okay, but from names I'm hearing and looking into the, the records of who may be the next Senate president, appointed by Murphy and Jack and Diane, I love you both, but I think it's a done deal, barring a miracle. Man, it is. It is just going down the toilet in a dirty, dirty way, big time, if you get what I'm saying. Join us online right now. <laughs> Sorry for a precursor like that. Is Ed Markowski, New Jersey Outdoor Alliance. Ed and the organization, another organization as well, did an incredible, incredible job of getting out the vote of the hunting, fishing, trapping public. Getting out the vote. As you can see by the results, when Murphy was, I'm telling you, he, he had to be just messing his pants when he saw it was happening. However, the defeat of Sweeney just really is a, is a I, I say, a fatal gut punch to what lies in the future of the next four years. And I'm not being a chicken little, am I? What do you see? You're very involved with this for the past 14 years, especially with the NJOA. This is just devastating. From the standpoint of sportsman, uh, Tom, I still am in shock. Um, I, I've gotten calls. Um, I, I look at what contributed to this. Um, I, I don't know how much the F that uh, Steve received from the NRA uh, hurt him, particularly in Salem County where you have big shooting clubs yeah. uh, and a heavy NRA membership. Um uh, but in the blink of an eye, Tom, five legislators that have been the primary sponsors on every one of the pro-hunting and fishing and trapping bills that we have passed over the last 14 years are gone. And that would be Sweeney, Bersicelli, Telefaro, uh, Vince Mazio, and Johnny Armato are gone. They're gone. Our friends are mm-hmm. gone. I look at the dozen or so bills that have been held in abeyance, and uh, I, I only can wonder when uh, the next two months of the lamed up shakes out finally, and we see who now rises to the top with power. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hear a name to replace Steve uh, with uh, Senator Sarlo, so, who, who has been totally an anti-gun, anti-hunting uh, senator who... Uh, has never given us the time of day. Um, I hear that there's a good chance that the current Speaker of the Assembly will be replaced by Lou Greenwald. And if that happens, Lou has been the source of every piece of gun Mm -hmm. legislation that's been introduced over the last eight years. Uh, I look for attacks on the Fish and Game Council uh, and their authority. I know right now that the governor and the um, current uh, DEP commissioner feel as though they have too much authority. Uh, and there's been several bills attempting to change the makeup. And uh, instead of having six sportsman reps, have three sportsman reps and three at large that would go to uh, animal rights and humane society individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at a crazy bill that I thought was going to no- go nowhere that would give municipalities the right to uh, govern the hours for duck hunting only because uh, Mrs. Murphy doesn't like to hear shots early in the morning. Um, I, I, there are at least 12 bills 
uh, a tax on ammunition that would double the cost of ammunition. The um, four-year renewal of a firearms ID card, which would be attached to your driver's license, um, and a $50 charge for each of those renewals. These are all things that have been held in abeyance. There's all things that have come up and have died. Um, Are they going to move forward? Is this going to be an aggressive period? Um, I had friends call me and say, oh, now you're going to be working with the Republicans. And I go, don't you realize the Republicans are still the minority party? Yes, we have friends on that side. But to get things done, you have to work with the majority party. Right. And at best, the Senate is going to be 23 to 17. And if we go to the Assembly, it's going to be some like uh, 44 to 36 clear majorities. Sure. Um, who's going to step forward and be our champion? I don't know if there's anybody out there that has the... What do I want to say? The the, um, the balls. authority or the will <laughs> to uh, back us. We've never been very popular in a lot of areas of the state. Uh, so I, I have to sit here, Tom, and say to you, I am flabbergasted at what happened. Going into mm-hmm. a race that had so much promise, when Jack had closed to within two plus or a minus points right at the end, right. internal polling. Um, the other thing, the polls had showed that uh, Steve and his uh, uh, assembly people were still ahead by eight points, and that goes to show just what mm. good polls are. They're not, they're not any good anymore. They don't reflect the true of what's going on out there in the public. Well, um, so it's been a, a whirlwind situation. Sure. Um, uh, our, our organization, we talked at great length on, on Thursday about where we go from here. Um, and I don't really know. Uh, do we try to reorganize and become stronger and begin to think about two years from now when the assembly seats go up for reelection again because there were some close assembly uh, races closer than, than you would antici- anticipate uh, for, uh, for this year? Uh, I really don't know, but we're in for a rough period. Sportsmen are in for a rough period. I, I know that Murphy has never liked the stocking of Pheasants and quail and wildlife management there, areas. There we go. It was one of the things that he had tried several times to do away with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know, Tom. It's going to be very uncertain. And, and, and how apropos is that with today, the November 6th, being you know the opening of the quail and pheasant seasons on the stock yep. management areas. There you go. Well, let me uh, let me ask you this, though. <clears throat> there was no love lost ever from, from where I viewed it between Sweeney and Murphy. Okay, now, listen, you have to understand the Senate uh, uh, president... He decides, you know, which laws get considered. With that, that to me, that that's almost as powerful as the, the power of the governor's office, Ed. And he saved, prevented disasters from happening, like some of the things you just mentioned. But and, but you know, Murphy, the vindictive being that he is, he's going to exact. I'm saying plural here, people, pounds of flesh, and he wants to grind division of fish and wildlife hunters, fishermen, trappers into the dust and and claim that as another trophy. In my opinion. I think, Tom, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I listened to him, and it's just a close election. And when I listened to uh, Governor Murphy talk at this period, it's almost like he received a mandate from the voters, and he didn't. He came as close as you could possibly come to losing mm-hmm. and still maintain his, his uh, gubernatorial position. Uh, and, and yet to hear him talk, you, you would think he won by 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
So he, it, it doesn't reflect. I mean, he's great at covering up. He's great at ref, of, of just moving forward. And like you said, he is extremely vindictive. Mm-hmm. And for for the last four years, he has been held off by Steve Sweeney. And as I say, there's a there's between nine and twelve bills that have been um, pigeonholed, not allowed to move forward. That can be very very helpful hurtful to sportsmen. Um, there's there's bills out there to do away with the Sunday bow hunting. There's a bill out there that would uh, do away with the 450 to 150 reduction. Right. All of these things, because they have been good bills that have been useful for a wildlife manager that were never even considered, are they going to move forward right now? Um, the senator that moves most of that stuff forward for him is Vin Goble up in District 11. Uh, for a while there, it looked like he may have been a casualty of this election. But now it looks like Vin will be back for another four-year term. Um, is he going to feel emboldened now? Sure. And is he going to feel as though that some of these legislative initiatives that he started are going to be able to move forward? Will they have the support? Um, can we break a few uh, Democrats uh, loose uh, to uh, join the Republicans to give us some cover? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but let me tell you this, in the sense of fairness, I have to interrupt you. Sorry to be rude, but you will have to acknowledge that every anti-hunting and trapping bill has been introduced and promoted, sponsored by Democrats. Am, am I off base with that? Am I incorrect? Yeah, no, you're you're correct. You're correct. So Amato, Telfaro, Berzicelli, it's a shame, but, you know, on the other side of the ledger, you look at, again, Gopal and Gopal, whatever he calls himself, these other people, I mean... It's uh, Cody. You know, you talk about another one who may be Senate president. Uh, he was acting governor for a while when uh, yeah. McGreevy, you know, McGreevy resigned. I mean, this is this is disastrous. And I don't, you know, me, I don't throw my hands up easily. I don't throw my hands up at all. But this looks. I mean, I thought Corazon was bad when he and Jackson stopped the bear hunt for the four years. But this is yeah. a. I'm thinking that it's a fatal blow over the next four years because these things are going to be fast tracked. The bills you're talking about, and also listeners. Here's my thing, and Ed brought this up the other night. We were discussing this on the phone. The NRA's hands are dirty on this. Absolutely dirty. Ed, you made a great point. And I was totally against, you know, the one gun a month, that type thing, the limited magazines. But really, who did, I mean, who did that hurt? It didn't hurt sportsmen. That's what I mean. It, it didn't hurt it the did sportsmen. It did not hurt our hunters and trappers. Um, uh, and And both of them were bills that, should have been fought a lot harder at the local level, and uh, it was uh, it was sort of like there was no real resistance to those bills. And then when they went through, there were lawsuits filed. Um, I look at what the NRA does, and a lot of it is uh, does not affect New Jersey. Um, and to have an F rating for Steve Sweeney, it's obvious that the national uh, organization that came out with the the rating had no idea of how important to mm-hmm. gun owners and sportsmen that Steve was in New Jersey. But if you and I are correct, they certainly will find out very, very quickly when we reorganize and we come back in 2022. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to be a part of that. You know, you're always welcome on Rock and Fan Radio. This is New Jersey Outdoor Alliance, fantastic organization. You have the Federation of Sports, State Federation, Sportsman's Club, you know, is effective. Um, I'll tell you, lick our wounds, but 
I, I'm again not doing a chi- well doing a chicken little thing with a fatal blow, fatal but maybe not. But we've been I don't think we've been down dug this deep before, Ed. But holes are made to climb out of. We were down this deep in 2007 when the NJOA was, was formed. formed. Yeah, with Panner and Karcher. And yeah. uh, we had Panner and Karcher, and we had bills out there that would have killed us. And we were able to form. We were able to put together a coalition. Um, and that's the whole problem. Maybe it's because we haven't been successful in defeating somebody lately, mm-hmm. and that's our own fault. And just in closing, you know, we did get a lot of people out, but I know two hunters uh, that chose to go out bow hunting rather than vote on Election Day. Shame on them. And uh, I gave both of them hell. I said, you did exactly what the opposition wanted you to do, not vote. And so, while well, it looks like uh, we voted at 37% or around there, that's right here, it still uh, pales with what we could do if we were organized and we got together as a force. Uh, if we were organized, we would have Jack Cittarelli as governor of the state of New Jersey today. So now we've got four years to figure it out and figure out what we want to do. Do we want to be a player? Do we want to be a big player? on a big stage, or do we want to just take what's coming and bow our heads and tuck our tail between our legs and walk off into the sunset? Like I said, it's, it's a matter of getting a few Democrats over to, you know, to understand the importance of wildlife management, what sportsmen and sportswomen contribute to wildlife management conservation. And and just in the fabric society in New Jersey, hunting, fishing, trapping, always, always been popular. It's waning. Numbers are declining, but that's a whole other issue. So, Ed, whatever you guys need, Rack and Finn is here. Let's let it rock. Thank you, Tom. I'll keep you apprised of what's going on. And, uh, you know, if we can keep the public aware, uh, that's a big thing. Um, I think it's more important now than ever that if you're not a member of the Federation or the NJOA, that you step up, you, you put up your uh, $25 or $35, become a member of that organization, because only through the strength of those two organizations, grassroots organizations, here in New Jersey, are we going to ever prevail. It's well said. I'll talk to you soon, but the best of the family. Okay. See you, Thanks brother. a lot, Tom. You got it. Ed Markowski. Yeah, the Sweeney going down, man. Well, he pulled some shenanigans. I mean, just off the, again, politician stuff, but what a shot in the gut. I think this is, a, this is a, not a double longer. I think this is definitely a longer, though. Okay, grab that cup, grab that rebel. We'll be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose. Heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. REO Speedwagon celebrates the 40th anniversary of High Infidelity. Saturday, December 4th, Tropicana Showroom. All those legendary hits, live in concert. Speedwagon. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. REO Speedwagon. Know what to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hello, South Jersey Gas customers. You're already enjoying the benefits of safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Love your home even more with exclusive energy efficiency programs designed to help you save energy and money. Learn more by visiting sjgsaveenergy.com or call 1-833-493-0691 today. Learn more by visiting sjgsaveenergy.com. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, welcome back to Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Week on November 6th and 7th. Again, as I said in the opening, a very happy new year. Parallel Universal Rack and Fin Radio. When a season opens, it costs for a new year. And we'll go, uh, we got a lot of birds going out there, man. Some big numbers. I know the crowds, they get out in the afternoon. Get out in the afternoon and you will be fine. Hey, super event going on today and tomorrow. New location, New Jersey Fur Harvesters Annual Convention. Used to be up there with that lake at Cyan. Is that bats though up there? By the business, somewhere up in that area. We would go on occasion. It's now called the Convention in the Pines. A new location at McKay's Blueberry Farm on Russ Anderson Road in Chatsworth. If you have a GPS, 08019. It runs today and tomorrow. Starts at 9 a.m. and goes to 3 p.m. A bleep load of demonstrations and seminars. Trapping, skinning, fur handling demos all day and seminars on how to with the cable restraints and the DP, you know, the dog proof traps. It's a great event. Join us online right now. Very special guest. Try tracking him down. I see him at the decoy show. I see him here, see him trying to get hold of Ron Deal. Big guy, big guy to get hold of. Let me tell you that. Ooh. <laughs> he is the president of the New Jersey Fur Harvesters for 18 years. I think he still has some hair left. Believe it or not. He's on a rack of fan line right now to talk about this two-day event. Hey, listen, you want to really get into it, there's primitive camping. Okay, Porta Johns are available from what I said. There's primitive camping available. Let's get to it, Ronnie. How you doing, man? Thank you for coming on Rack and Finn. Hey, Tom, how are you? Uh, lock, cocked, and ready to rock. I'm going to be out there tomorrow. So, hey, listen, is there going to be food? Yes, we have food vendors. <laughs> uh, other people will be selling homemade stuff. So. The, the magic operative words for Tom P for showing an event. Food vendors. <laughs> well, Ron, listen, you have a, I, I like the one that was over by Lake at Zion. And right there off 206, because we always did the mandatory stop at the Piccolo Lee and right up the road afterward. Shout out to Bonnie yeah. there and that great crew. But the event now was up at the event October 3rd in Beamerville. Okay, and that was uh, the the convention up there. It was so so attended. Didn't see didn't see many youngsters. That was a little disheartening. The event down here now, new location. It's really really energized. I have people talking about this. Ron, the past two or three weeks, and all my travels around South Jersey, people are pumped. Uh, trapping evidently is still on the radar now. With uh, Sweeney being you know uh, you know ousted so far, we shall see what the future holds. But right now, it's, it's a lot of activity going on on the trapping scene. So go into this event, brother. All right. So, like you said before, we're going to have a lot of vendors, uh, a lot of demonstrations going on. Uh, we have an auction. There's camping. If you want to stay over, not a problem. Um, after the festivities during the day, we're going to have a bonfire at night. And sometimes that's where you really hear some of the, the true tracking stories, you know? Uh-huh. So... 
I, Ron, it should I've, be a great time. I, I've been enamored of the trapping. Now, up in up there in Beamerville, I understand you saw me there. I didn't see you, but I'm I'm tough to miss. I'm 300 pounds of roly-poly Italian. But I'll tell you, it was, again, listening to some of these guys and the way it was now, I was involved in trapping 78 to about 83, then the Lego trap. Then periodically, I get my license every other year, every few years. You know, trapping, cage trapping here and there. There's been a bit of a re- is the despite the the, the the suppression, depression, rather I should say, of the fur market itself. Strapping is it's still holding on. You know, especially down there in South Jersey, Salem County, Cumberland County, the muskrats along the salt marsh, and up north, coyotes. You know, foxes. So you have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we got a, a lot of people coming through the trapper ed classes too, and uh, they just want to get out and do stuff and. You know, we're more than happy to have people come and learn how to do this. And I mean, it's a, it's a heritage. Exactly, you know? Ron. And let me tell you, a true, I have to, I have to be gender neutral or whatever that BS is. A true outdoors person is the trapper. I mean, you know, guys, I'm, a, I'm an ace deer hunter. I'm this, I'm that. And that's great. You ain't a woodsman or woods gal until you run a trap line and you get to know the slightest. Shout out to Ronnie <laughs> Ronnie Jones there at ACP with this, taught me this well. You notice the slightest, slightest little things when you are in the trapping frame of mind as compared to just walking through the woods. It's really, it's really like a, a subculture into itself of the outdoors. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot more detail to it than just going out when they, when you feel like it. You have to be out there, right? Uh, when you're trapping, you can't do it like part time. So it's more of a lifestyle and a discussion than anything else. Well, Ron, one thing too, trappers basically, and from my time doing it, and a few guys I spoke to, listen, I, I talked to trappers from from Sussex County to Cape May to Cumberland to some whatever, all over the place. They want to be left alone. It's a very individualistic, you know, passion, pastime, avocation. You know what I mean? And, and you know, it's you, you're you're out you're out there before daybreak. You know, you're you're, you're really tending to the line, t- taking care of the pelts. It's it's really something else. It's really really involved. Far more so to me than again, you get Easter Turk with the bow hunting, shooting. The, I get all that. Sighting in your shot. I, I get all that. Trapping is above and beyond what what the average outdoorsman is used to. Yeah, I mean, a lot of average outdoorsmen now, um, they don't know what trapping used to be. There's a lot of people that that was their income and their livelihood all the time. And that's why it was really hush-hush. But now that it's not that anymore, we're really trying to push the education part and just trying to get people involved and learn Mm -hmm. how to do it. Because it is, it is a specialty of the sportsman, really. Ron, what, what I, I, if, uh, you know, gets me a little, uh, you question it. At the trapping courses, you do see a lot of youngsters. and But then, and you go to conventions like this, like the one up in Beamerville, you don't really see them present. I mean, what, what's your take on a fur harvester membership, things like that? Are there more and more youth getting involved, or is it pretty static? It's, it's sparse with the youth. But we're seeing a lot of um, uh, families, younger, like single moms bringing the kids to get involved. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's starting to really, we've had quite a few single moms come through with their kids in the last few classes. Well, that is is encouraging. We're speaking with Ron Deal, president 
of New Jersey Fur Harvesters Convention in the Pines today and tomorrow. Tom P., there will be food trucks. Ronnie Deal guaranteed me that. It's at McKay's Blueberry Farm, Russ Anderson Road in Chatsworth. The GPS, the zip is 08019. Very easy to get to. Today and tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., trapping, skinning, fur handling demos all day. You have seminars going all day. You have trapping and hunting supplies for sale. And you meet some incredibly interesting, you know, Ron, what I would say down here, true, true pineys who go back, their, their family goes back generations making a living in the outdoors, in the pines. Yep. Yeah, it's a heritage. It's, yep. a, it's a heritage that we don't want to disappear. Ron, let me ask you this. I'm saying this on here, not to put you on the spot. Will Newt Sterling be there? He will. Newt Sterling, <laughs> shout out! Good man, good man, good man down here in Port Republic. His book, oh man, Snaring for Survival. I don't know if you read it, Ronnie. Man, new covered all bases for the Holocaust that's coming, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Okay, uh, Ron, for more information on this listeners, today and tomorrow up there at McRae's Blueberry Farm, Russ Anderson Road in Chatsworth, Convention in the Pines, New Jersey Fur Harvesters, going to be a great event. Hey, man, and bring bring your camis up. Do some primitive camping. It's a lot of fun. Ron, any phone numbers, any websites people can go to find out more? Uh, well, we're, we're pretty active with our Facebook page. Okay. Um, I have my, I use my number as a contact number. Sure. So that would be 908-783-3090. Hey, Deal, let me ask you this. If I get there before uh, 9 a.m., do I get any deals on, on breakfast sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, we'll figure, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Right, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow morning, rather. Be good, man. Thanks, Tom. See you. In New Jersey Trappers Association, New Jersey Fur Harvesters, too. Hey, what's, I guess, licensed trappers now in the state? I think it might be uh, under 1,000. used to be way, way over that. But it, it, especially in South Jersey, it's in the fabric. Society of, of the families. You know, you go to these muskrat dinners and things. I have been to some of those. Boy, I eat and drink like I'm on death row. Love my love my Mars rabbits. Come on, grab that cup, grab that red. We'll be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Some told NATO at least eight people killed in Houston at the Astro World Music Festival. Police Chief Troy Finner says there was a surge in the crowd. What caused the surge? We don't know, but we will find out. And is there anything criminal? Uh, I, we've heard rumors of people injecting some people of, of drugs. So I want to check all that out. First responders say over 300 people were treated at a field hospital on the site. We'll be hearing from President Biden this morning after the House joined the Senate in passing a trillion-dollar-plus infrastructure plan. Thirteen Republicans joined Democrats to pass it. Speaker Nancy Pelosi asked after the vote... What do you say to Republicans who voted for it? Thank you. Do you have a very bipartisan bill? It's expected to produce the most infrastructure spending in over a generation. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Sunny to partly cloudy skies today with a high of 56. Then we'll have increasing cloudiness this evening, low tonight 40. Cloudy and breezy on Sunday, high tomorrow 55. Then partly cloudy skies Sunday night with a low of 38. 
Monday will be sunny and milder, high 63. I'm AccuWeather's Holly Holdren on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, let's get back to the fishing right now. I mentioned earlier, we got some, uh, some striper activity happening big time. A little bit north, a little bit north of the coast. They will be coming down. And there's tournaments. They're they're popping up like dandelions. Okay, Tom B, give our tournament some coke. Give our tournament our tournament. You gotta you gotta weed through it. You know, this is a PSA for tournaments. You gotta weed through some. But there is one coming up. Going to be kick ass in a couple of weeks. It's gonna be I think November nineteenth and twentieth, Friday and Saturday. It's the Beach Haven Marlin and Tuna Club's seventeenth annual Beach Haven LBI Cup Striper Invitational. Maron to me, that was a mouthful. That's like that's like giving me a pound of brajol in a bowl and <laughs> making me do it. Join us on the line right now to talk about it is Mac Rabunley. He is the rear commodore for the Beach Haven Marlin Tuna Club. Let's give this, this is going to be, I talk to people, Tom P, that tournament kicks ass. It's been around 17 years, too. I mean, that that alone is testament to its success. Man, how you doing, little brother? Glad to have you on. Hey, Tom, thanks a lot, buddy. Okay, I just didn't mean to mangle it, because my name is always Mangle. Grobelny, is that correct? Did I get it right? Perfect, Tom. Okay, Matt Grobelny. (laughs) Well, Matt, we have uh, this tournament coming up the Friday, the November 19th, Saturday, November 20th. The captain's meeting is 7 p.m. Friday, November 19th. Where is that going to happen? It's at the at our clubhouse, the Beach Haven Marlin Tuna Club, uh, Pennsylvania Avenue, in Beach Haven. Okay, now uh, from what I'm seeing here, so people can fish right after the meeting. Yeah, nine o'clock fishing starts. Nine o'clock p.m. on Friday night, we open up. Uh, scales open up at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Scales close at five o'clock. Okay, so you, listen, you have a two-hour window. Do not be one second late or you will not qualify. Well, Matt, so the weigh-in time is there. The weigh-in location, same place? Yeah, yes, at the, at the club. Yep. Now, listen, we're looking at first place, 1,500 beans, second place, 1,000, third place, 500. I had a couple of questions on this from people I uh, talk about. Well, you know, I run some ideas past that I'm going to do the program. Are there going to yep. be Calcuttas or a Calcutta? Yes. There will be a few Calcuttas. We always run a bluefish Calcutta, and oh. then we'll, we we were on a uh, larger striper Calcutta, and then I think they're running a, um, a stringer Calcutta too for stripers. Oh man, so, you guys, yeah. <laughs> you got it covered. George on line right now is Mac Rebelny. He is from the seventh. He's from the. I'm sorry, Beach Haven. I get too fired up for tournaments. Beach Haven Marlin and Tuna Club. He's the rear commodore. I say he should be admiral. That's just my opinion here. The 17th Annual Beach Haven LBI Cup Striper Invitational, Friday, November 19th, starting at 9 p.m., Saturday, November 20th. is run through, weigh-in starts uh, 3, goes till 5. The captain's meeting, 7 p.m., Friday night at the Beach Haven Marlin Tuna Club in Pennsylvania Avenue in Beach Haven. Matt, how is, I mean, you guys have been really pumping this. How's turnout so far, sign-ups? What's going on? Doing good. We're over, uh, you know, we're figuring we'll be somewhere around 70 boats. That's, boats. that's yeah. this. Now, what's the entry fee, bro? It's two hundred a boat, and uh, entry's done by boat, not by angler. Oh, okay, good. So it's it's two hundred a boat, and that, that includes four four anglers. You can have up to six. It's fifty bucks for uh, each extra angler over four. Okay, now Matt, in recent memory, how's the striper fishing been? That that is prime time, and up north, actually coming yeah. south now to I the, listen. Yeah. I call it the northern part of the southern region, Island Beach State Park, Barty, a little bit north there, Seaside. They are knocking the piss out of stripers. 
I mean, I'm seeing 50-pound oh, yeah. fish dropping bogus, the 50-pound bogus down and caught on white tsunami shad. Shout out to tsunami on this one. Also on the mojos and also on the bunker swims, also on the snag and drop. So, Matt, the fish are coming down, and they should, the way the bunker are moving, from what I'm seeing out there, and the way the fish are moving, you could really be hitting a jackpot at that uh, date time, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it, we, it was predominantly a, a spring tournament early on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, after looking at the runs, the fall run has definitely, has definitely been better historically. And uh, with, the, with the lo- some of the local fall tournaments stopping, we figured it was a good time to move to the fall. We did it last year in the fall, and it was phenomenal. Good. Okay, listen. Again, first place fifteen hundred, second place one thousand dollars, third place five hundred. There are various Calcutta's bluefish, largest striper, stringer, that type of thing. Man, I just want to go into the history a little bit. If if you have a couple of minutes on the Beach Haven Marlin and Tuna Club, I know your your offshore tournament is and just packed. I mean, it's very prestigious. The striper tournament's been there, like you said. You move it to the fall. That club seen to have been around since Moses. Yeah, yeah. It's um, one of the oldest. Uh, fishing clubs on the East Coast, actually in, in the United States, our white marlin tournament is the oldest white marlin tournament in the country. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I speak to people out of stakes. I get down to Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. I get a little bit north. That come down to, so you're going all the way to Beach Haven for the tournament? Oh, yeah. That's, that's again, on the, not the bucket list, the kill list. Guys will list these big money tournaments will list three tournaments, for example. And that is, it's people I talk to, that one is always on the roster. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely the, the white marlin is definitely in the middle of a rebirth. We like to call it uh, mm-hmm. after Sandy. After Sandy, we had a downturn with the, uh, sure. the Southern Inlet on Long Beach Island um, with the with the water problems there, but that's been fixed. Uh, we this year we we decided to do a whole festival around the tournament. We had great success, and uh, we look forward to uh, you know next year making it even bigger and and, and better. Um, that's in August, but uh, after the striper tournament, we're kind of quiet until uh, until June, and then we run our tuna open, which is the first tuna the first tuna tournament right. on the East Coast. Yeah, that was uh, I stopped at a uh, shout out to Creekside Outfitters of Route Nine there, Waretown. Man, she was moving all sorts of stuff. I said tuna this early? Yeah, man, that was it. <laughs> yeah, we we had uh, last year was our first our first time running that tournament. We had seventy boats. There you go. Uh, we're thinking we're going to be over 100 boats this year. Uh, easy, easy, easy yeah. on that, man. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're speaking with Mac He is the rear commodore, Beach Haven Marlin and Tuna Club. Upcoming November 19th and 20th, the Friday and Saturday. You can start fishing 9 p.m. It's a 17th annual Beach Haven LBI Cup Striper Invitational. Matt, listen, before I let you go, up on a timeline here, uh, any post-tournament festivities? Oh, yes. Uh, right after weigh-ins. Uh, we'll do. Uh, we'll have an awards party. We have live entertainment. Bar will be open at the club. Uh, food. Uh, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Well, is it going to miscreants like me wandering? <laughs> sure. You're always, you're always welcome, Todd. You're always welcome, buddy. Okay, Matt, listen, before I let you go, give a phone number, website, Facebook page, Instagram, somewhere where people find out more invitation, please. I know there's posters all over South Jersey along the coast. Go uh, give, give a contact, please. <laughs> place to get information is uh, bhmtc.com. It's the Beach Haven Marlin Tuna Club.
Okay, Matt, God spares. God spares. I'll be seeing you sometime in the late afternoon, little brother, of November 20th. And look out, my appetite feed bags are on, brother. Sounds <laughs> good, bro. We'll Sounds see you, man. Good, my first season, Thank you. Take care. And keeping in the striper vein, a little breaking news here on Rack and Fin Radio. Join us on the line. Oh, waking up because he's making deliveries. He's packing orders. Stanley Gola. The Ayatollah of Striper Roll from SNS Bucktails up there in Manchester. He has his badass jig head out now. Eel's the deal. We know that along those sedge banks and other rocks, eel in time is deal in time when it comes to putting a keeper to win a box. He has his jig head out now. He had some calls from Tackle Shop. Stanley is always out there getting the pulse. Received a call from a tackle shop in Cape May, which, which Stan can mention. Cape May kind of want to mention, but let, let Stan do it. This Jig head, again, with the circle hook law. It's a big difference. Circle hook law when you're using bait. You're using eels. This is it. Stanley, thanks for joining us, little brother. Congratulations on it. Now you're pulling whatever hair you have left out. I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how you doing, Tom? Lock, cocked, and ready to rock. Stan, I saw this jig head. Listen, put it on, but check out my blog. Uh, it was a blog. It was it Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday or Thursday on this. This is called Stanley. I give you the honor of giving of telling the name. The Circle Jerk. I like that. The Circle Jerk, Jighead. Stan, we don't have much time in this segment. A little history. How did this come about? I know you are always in touch uh, with, with your with your dealers and your pro staff. Vital. That's why your products, listen, S&S Bucktail, still on the cutting edge, always. What was the idea behind this? Who came up with it? Uh, I got the phone call from uh, Mike uh, Critter at uh, Seattle City. Critter Cunningham! Critter Cunningham. Shout out, Mike Gay. Go, go, Stanley, go. <laughs> and he, he asked me to make, because of the new laws, he said, is there any way we can get a circle hook in a lead head for fishing live eels, spot, so on and so forth? I right. said, yeah, we can get it done. I happen to have a head here that I think will work. It's a bass head anyway. Right. It's the right sizes. So it was pretty simple. I mean, it's not really... Nothing, you know, spectacular to make it. I mean, we just made sure we put the right hook in it, right? Which uh, is an owner. Oh, there you go. Put oh, the owner in there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We put uh, the reef and rig hook, which is one of their stronger circle hooks. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, simple. Oh. And well, yeah, Stan. Here's the thing, though. So simple. Everybody else obviously overlooked it. Now they're probably smacking their foreheads because I know, it's not, I know you know where I am. Yeah, and who I'm in touch with. Where the hell is Gola? Where's SNS? <laughs> he stores a lot in it. And I says, hey, man, I just go to his fish fries and Christmas parties. I, I know nothing. And I use his jig heads and bucktails. That's it. Stan, your orders have been, from what I understand, the shops I talked to, through the friggin' roof. Congratulations, little brother. Thank you. Yeah, we're very fortunate. I mean, business is very good. I mean, the bass just showed up. Oh. Blackfish is getting ready to open. Yeah. I mean, things things are good. No complaints, knock on wood. Stan, your tog jigs, the pegs are empty, just to give you a heads up. A lot of shops, you better get your ass and get your soldiers out there. Well, Stan, back to the circle jerk. Shout out to Critter on that one. Circle jerk jighead. Give me the sizes, and the, I know you kept it simple. Give me the sizes and colors, please. Uh, sizes are half, three quarter, one, one and a half. Colors are plain, plain lead head, pearl, chartreuse, 
That's it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go crazy with this with this product. This ad, it's like the tog jigs do to tog, and it adds a new dimension to fishing the slimers, especially along the sedges and eel stand. This is going to be at, well, it's late in the season for it, but it's going to be a grand slam across the board for it. I'm thinking next year already. Yes, this this is going to yeah this this should do well. Okay, Stan, best to the family, best to all, best to your troops out there. And, Stanley, keep it going. Stanley Gola, the Ayatollah of Stripe Marola. S&S Bucks. I'll say you take care, man. See you next week. All right, Tom. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, he does it. He he, he just he just does it. Be right back. Rack and fin. Red. We have time for a couple of fishery reports. Get it done. Get it done. Hey, man. Pheasants and bobwhites. Stock and season is underway. Be right back. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5 Just for You is now Acme for You with all new deals, rewards and perks. Download the Acme Markets Deals and Delivery app to become a free member or simply update your existing mobile app to see your all new all awesome perks today. Go BOGO for your favorite treats. Turkey Hill Ice Cream or Nestle Ice Cream Drumsticks are buy one, get one free. And Signature Select Jumbo Muffins are also buy one, get one free. Visit acmemarkets.com slash for you for program details. Listen up, birds fans. Boardwalk Honda is kicking off football season with game-changing deals all month long. Shop our lineup of new pre-owned and certified pre-owned Hondas. Score low lease options or low finance rates on select new vehicles. And credit problems are no problem. With over 25 financial lenders to get you approved and on the road to victory. Visit us in Ag Harbor Township or online at BoardwalkHonda.com. And remember, from Maine to Miami, nobody beats a Boardwalk deal. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, welcome back to our final segment, Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. November 6th and 7th. Get us some fish reports. Joining is Justin. He, Justin, brings the fishing justice. Fanatics Marine Supply, West Avenue in Ocean City. Little brother Jay, what's happening, man? Not much, Tom. How you doing? Lock, cock, to ready to rock. I'm hearing some stripers down your way. What's going I, on? I'm hearing quite a, fi- a bit of bass. Um, you know, most of the action is going to be on soft plastics in the back bay at night. Um, you know, just about every town around these bridges and piers, uh, five-inch, four-inch paddle tails, pink and white. Um, the action's been constant and decent fish, mid-20-inch fish, up to 30-plus-inch fish. That's a lot of um, fun. A lot of fun. Oh, Absolutely. Um, and the, the only bait I'm really hearing being used is eels and spot, and those fish are even bigger around the bridges at night. Wow. Wow. Justin, anything insofar as bass in the suds? A little early, uh, I know up north, they're, they're starting to catch them in the surf. There anything, even schoolies, anything down your way? Schoolies, and it's mainly just near the jetties. And again, that's go. going to be on mm-hmm. soft plastics. Uh, not really anything on bait. You know, they're just the resident fish. Justin, Corson's Inlet, what's the deal there? Back up to uh, the 51st Street access. What's that, Wheatfish Creek, whatever, back in there. What's happening? 51st Street, that's gone. They closed that off. You have to walk back there now. Well, yeah, that's what uh, I mean. Yeah, but anything going back, some guys go back there with you know, the shallow draft boats? 
I, I haven't heard a lot back there. Most of the action itself down there has just been inside of Corsons. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of some weak fish inside of Corsons, uh, mm-hmm. especially at night, <laughs> and then uh, all, yeah. all the bass action. Jesse, before I let you go, any word on redfish or specks? Uh, redfish, there's been whispers and specks. Nobody really talks about them. Um, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I know they're there. I know you know there's redfish and specks out in the surf, out past the jetties, especially like down Strathmere, see all that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'll never hear it from anybody. Okay, one last one, Justin. We're speaking to Justin Fedax, Marine Supply, West Avenue in Ocean City. I've missed that town so much. Justin, what about the Ocean City Reef sea bass? I know Tog's going to open up uh, next week. What is happening sea bass and Tog-wise? When people can actually get out, I've heard Tog and sea bass has been incredible. There you go. Um, But, you know, honestly, we've gotten reports in the back bay here of Keeper sea bass. What? Yeah, around the bridge at 9th Street during the day, uh, mixed in with all the massive amounts of tog. A lot of smaller tog, but the water's dropping, so they're starting to get bigger. But, yeah, I've heard like 14 and 16 inch sea bass in the bay. Oh, man. Jesse, let's talk to you next week, guys. Thanks, man. We'll see you. All right. Thank you. In the windy distortion, because he's on the waters, Captain Dave, the Rave Shoal. Obsegan Bay Sports with 81 Natalie Terrace and Obsegan. I hear he's back behind Brigantine and AC with a quick report. Captain Dave, what's up? Well, well, the tide's up. It's good. It's coming. It's it's a great day. Uh, got, got one of these, one of my bonus baby slot fish in the boat. Um, <laughs> Tell you what, you can say what you want, but I know you like to eat fish, and they are good. <laughs> How true is that? Dave, are you still gulping them? You, you're spotting them? What are you doing? Well, both we've been, I've been getting some real nice shallow water casting, and that's been that's been all on the gulp. But but lately, it seems like we're getting a, a better-sized fish. We've been having at least you know, averaging a, a, a keeper a day. Besides, when we've been filling our whole slot, everybody, everybody on board on the charters has been filling their slot tag. So, okay, so Dave, we've been we've been bringing some meat home. Dave, two things: one, uh, color of the gulp and form you're using, and also, is there all the action predicated on tide, water, clarity, temperature? What's the dealio? Uh, well, tide always. Um, both sides of the top and where we where you fish is you know, you, whether you whether you go up into the shallow shallow flat banks or if you're in the deep you know, the you know, in the cut banks I I always fish the fish the narrower cuts I, I stay out of the big middle of the big waters okay you know that that's for the guys that they like to bounce around when <laughs> when the boats go by now Dave what which gulp are you using bro and what color. Um, I've, the paddle tails have definitely been my favorite this year, go. but, wow. but since I, since I started, you know, fishing, uh, you know, they, they've really turned on to the spot, you know, down in, in these channels. And I, I just, just started playing around and I, I went back with my, with my chartreuse nemesis. And I think that's maybe imitating a sand deal because I just could not get the bite. You know, down down deep, you know, put up in that three three to five feet water on the on the flats. Yeah, you know, that that paddle tail is an amazing creature. But this year so far, you know, they're looking for something different down deep. And, uh, uh, yeah. Unless as Captain Dave says, Tom P, we got a nemesis on the premises as he hooks another striper. Hey, Cap, before I let you go, I understand you're booked through Thanksgiving, huh? Yeah, I got every day. I did leave Judy. 
Sunday's out, so <laughs> a, don't don't even try to get them. But but yeah, it, it's I just as long as this weather holds up, you know, I expect to I expect to be out every day. Okay, Cap. We'll see you next week, man. Take care. Oh, by the way, Judy is styling in that rack and fin shirt. Styling. Yeah, well, she she's got the. She got the good wardrobe. If it doesn't say Absecon Bay, you know it says Rack and Finn. Dave, we'll see you next week, brother. Be good. Okay, we'll be here. Going to wrap it up down Cape May Way with Nick and Hands to Bait and Tackle. Nicky, what's going on, brother? Uh, sounds like things are starting to heat up down here. We got some bass moving down the beaches. Uh, my guys are catching some decent-sized blues at the end of the inlet, no. mixed in with a few bass. <laughs> uh, even the guys poking out at night, dragging some eels, are coming out with some keepers. Nice, nice. I have to ask you this, Nick. I have to ask you this. Any word on the specs or redfish? Are they all oh, everybody's just super tight lipped at nose? Uh, it looks like the guys are still poking around in the back. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you hearing on the reefs insofar as the sea bass or jumbo tog? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Uh, tog was starting to hit the reefs, and uh, the guys are still picking up sea bass out there. I mean, it's a good uh, mixed bag, and you come home with a nice, some nice fillets. The big question to Nick at Hands to Bait and Tackle, you get out to fish, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I snuck out later this week. We hit the bridges. Uh, you, you did? Know, throwing, Whoa, good for you, man. <laughs> yeah, throwing these tsunami shads at these uh, fish at night is a lot of fun with, uh, with a current running real heavy. Hey, let me tell you something, Nick. What those sheds did just above Island Beach State Park uh, Wednesday and Thursday, Mary Mother of God. The white shads, have been, tsunamis have been insane. So yeah, I'm we have sure, two yeah. customers. They ran up there uh, last few days, and they, they've been doing well up there. So they're going to be down. Those bass going to be down your way pretty soon. You keep those sheds in stock. You got enough? Yeah, we're stocked up. Okay, they go see you guys soon, man. Take care. Thank you. Now. That'll do it for this week. I rack and fin right with me. Get out and enjoy. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders and law enforcement. Unfortunately. The carpetbagger is in the state capital in the next four years, and all hell, all anti-hunting, anti-trapping, and believe it or not, coming down the road, anti-fishing hell is going to break loose. And there we go. Be careful what you wish for. Boy, did we learn that. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio. 95.5 FM.